Good morning. I'm Nathan Thomas. I'm the assistant pastor here, and I'm glad to see everyone here this morning. Our passage this morning is from number six. I hope everyone has had a good Christmas. I've been praying for you, and it is the seventh day of Christmas if you like to use the full festival. Uh, so I hope if you are, you're able to go to Swan Lake and pick up your swans uh, for this day. And um, as you see, Stuart, and Stuart's not here this morning, neither is Paul. And usually when that happens, I get really excited because I can do whatever I want to do. Uh, but I do see that Stuart has sent a couple of other pastors in this congregation to visit to keep an eye on me. And gentlemen, it is great to see you. It is a blessing. Um, yeah, let's turn to the Word of the God. That, that is where our blessing comes from. For He is the one who blesses. This is, again, number six. Uh, I'll just be starting in um, verse 22 and reading through the end. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this is your word, not mine. Make it true, make it so in our hearts. I do pray if I preach anything false or untrue, that it fall upon deaf ears. I ask humbly, Lord, that your word may go forth. Amen. So, it's not often that I get to choose what sermon I'm preaching. Uh, Stuart always sets the series, and within that series, I'm offer, like, which one of these would you like to preach? But I, I, I don't set the schedule. Uh, I'm, I'm the assistant pastor. I'm not a vision caster here. Uh, and so it's kind of nice to come up and like, ah, yes, this is something I want to preach on. However, uh, there are quite a bit of options out there. It's almost too freeing in a way. And, uh, I thought maybe we could do a whole series on Obadiah, just one and done. Uh, I may do that one day. It's a great book. Uh, so but I did seek wisdom in this. I, I do need wisdom. I'm, I'm always in great need of wisdom. So was, I was not being able to figure it out. I asked a good pastor friend of mine whose wisdom I hold in high esteem. So I turned to my brother and I said... Ben, what would you do? <laughs> He's like, well, it's the end of the year. Right, you're finishing, you're done with the Christmas series, and we're going into a new year? Why not a benediction? Why not a blessing? And as usual, my brother's brilliant idea. So let's end the year on a blessing. As we uh, work on our New Year's resolutions as we finish up our celebrations of the Christmas season, let's take some time and enjoy a blessing. I, I know many of us are busy. It's been a busy week for me. 
uh, an unexpected week. I caught up with a lot of old friends that I hadn't seen in a while. Matter of fact, Friday afternoon, I saw a friend I grew up with. We lived in the same neighborhood, rode bikes together. But we had not seen each other face to face in a very long time. And I know this because when we first saw each other, he goes, you have a beard. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was the beard or the grayness of it, but um, it was a bit surprised. But it's been a good week. Those connections were reforged. And I got to thinking, yeah, I have many friends. I've, I've traveled uh, to, I was in Pennsylvania for a while. I lived in North Carolina. I lived outside of Sumter. I've come back to Sumter. And there are friends that I've come to know and love that I've lost touch with. And those, and I think about them, I, I can be saddened by those friends. But then I think of the Lord. And the Lord is always with us. The Lord is always present. And so we should remember that. And as we, uh, as we go forward in the sermon, I would encourage you all, as we look at this blessing, encourage you all to find peace and comfort in the blessings of God. So, in this verse, three times, God tells Moses to tell Aaron, the Lord, the Lord does this, the Lord bless you. It is the Lord. He starts off driving home. This is where blessings come from. And sometimes we forget this. I know it's true of me, and I've, I've seen it true in others. We, we try to develop our own blessings we try to earn it as if hey you know what if i put the time and effort in then god will bless me it's like we've listened a little too closely to ben franklin who said the lord helps those who helps themselves this is ingrained in american culture it's ingrained and it's sadly become part of our theology. Sadly, it, it creeps up in our churches that the Lord only blesses those who bless themselves. But that's, that's not a blessing. That, that's a curse. I don't want I don't want to struggle with the God. He's, he's, he's going to win. But we don't struggle with the Lord. We, we, we don't bargain with him. This is what I mean by struggle. We don't bargain with God to earn his favor. Right, that's a pagan practice. That's, that's not what we do. That's, that's ridiculous. What does God have that we can, what does God not have that we can give him? So, no, we, we don't earn his blessing. No, a true and genuine blessing is a gift. It is something that is not merited or earned. And so let us remember, let us not forget that all blessings stem from the Lord. 
And Jesus was point, pointed this out in John 4 when he looks to the woman at the well and says, whoever drinks of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. Water that I will give them will become in him a spring of water swelling up to eternal life. Christ is good. A spring of water swelling up to eternal life. This woman is in the middle of the day trying to get enough water to make it to the next. And Christ is saying, look, I am the well that will nourish you for eternity. I tell you, it's a, it's a great evil to think that you are the one who blesses yourself. You are the one who produces all of the good things in your life. That everything is by your own design, your own making. That's a treasonous denial of where all goodness comes from. No, our, our blessings come from God. It is the Lord who gives us His goodness. Even at the end of this worship service, we, we do a benediction. Usually Stuart or I will... We'll come up here, we'll, we'll raise our hands, and we'll quote scripture where the Lord bestows his blessings on his people. It's not that Stuart and I are fantastic, are fantastic human beings, all of a sudden able just to bestow such blessing. No, it is that the Lord, by his good and loving favor, merely uses Stuart and myself and pastors, those who've been set apart for such purposes, uses them to bless his people. So, understand this before we proceed. It's good to know and have fellowship with the Lord. Seek Him. Meditate on God. For we bless through and by Him. And I do want to take a moment uh, to talk about the meaning of bless. And bless is a large and encompassing word. And I could probably spend the whole sermon half the day, uh, quite a bit of time talking about bless. Uh, I'll not do that to us this morning. But I'll, I'll use the same definition we did with the youth this summer. This summer we uh, went through the Beatitudes on Wednesday nights, a brief de devotion on each of the Beatitudes, and we talked about the meaning of bless. And I'll not ask the youth that are here what that meaning was. I'll, I'll spare them that. Uh, but the one we landed on, the one that is easy to grasp onto and uh, a great launching point to fully explore what it means to be blessing, uh, is really kind of a two-fold two jump pad, as it were. First of all, there's a root of blessing that means to be happy, to have joy. So we're blessed, we are happy in the Lord. There is a goodness and a joy. And what that means is we are in the favor of God. And so when I speak of bless, if you're unfamiliar with this term, if you're new to it and 
want to turn around and be like, I really want to know what it means to be blessed. Start there. And then as you pursue scriptures and as you look at what it means to be blessed, understand, like, how is the Lord showing his favor through these things? How is the Lord making his people joyful and happy through these things? And so he blesses his people. Uh, The first blessing is paralleled. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you. And countenance is really a reutterance of the Lord showing his face to his people. The, The Hebrew is the same. The Lord shines his face upon us. He shows his face to us. It is not hidden from his people. Which is beautiful. And, I, and I, I'm fascinated by this. It's by our faces that we really recognize each other. We could have the same body types and same hairstyles, same fashion sense. And so you can see somebody, but you don't see their face. And like, oh, hey, Eric. And they're like, oh, that is not Eric. I've, I've done that many a time. But when we see each other's face, that's when we really recognize one another. This is a truth that we know from infancy. One of the great joys I had this past year is friends of mine invited me to their daughter's first birthday, which are always fun. Uh, they get mad when I'm the one who smashes the cake, um, but no, I don't do it. I'm not, I'm not that mean, mostly. Um, but there was a moment where I got to hold the baby, and she looked up, saw my face, and immediately expressed displeasure. (laughs) And so I I handed her back to her mother. She looked up and saw her mother's smiling face and immediately began to calm herself because she knew when she saw her mother's smile and her mother's face that she was in the arms somebody that I loved her greatly. Again, God does not hide his face from his people. He is like a parent, comforting an infant. He smiles upon his people. That's what it means to shine. You smile, we say a face beams. The Lord beams at his people. He loves his people. He takes great joy in his people. And we are blessed to know we are not an annoyance to God. He's not begrudging toward us. So as you go forward, remember this great love. Knows that he cares for his people. Know that he has a tremendous joy in his people. Sometimes we do act like we have to be special in our faith to enjoy such intimacy with God. And we may look at others who have come before us and it's like, see, I want to I have that kind of prayer life or that kind of scripture memorized, then I'll truly know the Lord. And then the Lord will truly delight in me. And this was 
And there, yeah, there are people who are indeed closer to the Lord than you are, closer than I am. Moses, who tells Aaron to preach, give this blessing, Moses, when they were in the Exodus, moving around, would sit in the tent and talk with the Lord face to face as one would talk with a friend. That is the language of the Lord. But here we see this is not simply a gift for Moses. This is a blessing for God's people. I mean, is that not what we do in prayer? Yes, we go to the Father, we, we honor and revere Him as Father. But we speak to Him as one would speak to their own loving and kind Father. We speak to the Lord as we would our friend. We speak to Jesus as if He'd see our brother because He is. We have this blessing. To be, have this intimacy with God. God, His face is upon you. So we can dwell, we can meditate on the mere presence of God. Meditate on His Word. Meditate on His grace. Meditate on His love. Meditate on His blessings. And delight in His presence. Knowing that His face shines upon His people. That He looks toward His people. And so the truth is the act of a mature be believer is to act like an infant looking up at the child's at the infant's parent's face. So let us return the smile of the Lord being back at Him who smiles at us. He delights over His children. So let us delight in Him. And so not only is he present from his people, but he offers uh, some uh, blessing, more blessings here. There, we do have another parallel. Um, so not only is he present, uh, he keeps us and he is gracious to us. He, he, he gives us peace. Again, a parallel, three in a row. The first blessing, the goodness and the kindness that the Lord gives is that the Lord keeps us. That is, the Lord provides and protects us. And for we are in need. As we sang earlier, I'm all unrighteousness. We know the world is at trouble. One can simply turn on the news. And see all the dangers in the world, the evils that are in the world. And know this, there is indeed an evil one. We, we do have a spiritual enemy. The Lord has an enemy. One who stood in his very courts and rebelled. That enemy would delight in nothing more than taking children away from God. And if we were on our own, if we were the ones trying to beg for the Lord's presence, then indeed we would be in trouble and that would not be a blessing. But the Lord keeps His people. He holds us fast to Him. 
As Paul says in Romans, if God is for us, who can be against us? It's a simple question, but it is poignant. Against the Lord, there is nothing that can stand, nothing that may survive. Against God, they all fall away. What an incredible comfort. What an amazing blessing. The Lord is not fickle. He is eternal in His love. He is internal with His blessing, with His presence, beaming His smile at His people. We are secured by Him. We don't have to keep earning His love. No, He he secures us. This is a blessing worth celebrating because of the work of Jesus, the greatest evil in the world, the greatest evil that we could fall to is nothing more than a wounded dog barking at the victor. No, we are adopted children of God. For all who profess faith in Jesus, you are a daughter or a son of God, united in Him. We will never be abandoned. Never pushed to the streets. No, we are lovingly cared for and protected. Not only does He keep us, though. He does keep us. But as I said, we are all in righteousness. We, we, the Lord is gracious to us. Because if I'm honest, we all have committed sins. I know I have. We have committed sins worthy of eternal condemnation. If we got what was fair, we got what was right, this would, that would be the curse upon us. That God is good. And though we, not, we are not worthy of His goodness, He is gracious. Is kind. And I know this can be difficult to understand that the Lord is continuing in his graciousness. It is hard. And yes, we do need to be we we do need to repent from our sins. We can't delight in our sins. That is that is not good. That is indeed evil. We don't want to presume upon his graciousness. Instead, we want to rest in it. Because if truth be told, we simply cannot take the things that we do well and measure up to say, I am worthy of this. And I know my own sins, I've, I try that. I, I try to be a pastor worthy of respect. I work very hard and I try to preach sermons. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, they, they really want to hear me preach again. Uh, that maybe... Um, but I try to earn it instead of resting in the Lord. That's when ministry is good, when I'm resting in God's grace, when I'm working from that grace and trying to be faithful to the God who is faithful to his people. The other way is simply 
vanity and pride. And so I am thankful for God's grace that covers my sin, that covers my insecurities. And to take comfort to know that in his joy that he gives his love freely. So none of us, none of us, not, not a soul has to carry the mantle of trying to be worthy. You don't have to worry about being good enough, about whether or not we can earn God's smile. That anxiety is gone. If we put ourselves at the feet of the Savior, repent of our sins, place our faith in the Lord, look and see that He is good. Rest in His grace. Go forth from His grace. Then we have the peace that this blessing finishes with. That the Lord gives His peace. His peace. See, Christ bore the weight of our sins on the cross. The punishment that we justly deserve, Christ took. He did not deserve it. The guilt of our sins, it is gone. Matter of fact, in Psalm 5, David writes, when he's trying to bestow a curse upon his enemies, David says, make them feel their guilt. That is the burden. That is the anxiety of those who would oppose the Lord. But in Jesus, when we look to the Father and see His face shining upon us, that guilt is gone. That is the blessing He bestows upon His people. So while everything around us could go awry, the earth may quake, the mountains falling into the seas, we have a true and heavenly peace. A God who is with His people. A God who looks and smiles upon His people. A one who keeps His people. He secures His sheep. He he leads them to the green pastures and lays down at the gate so that the wolf may not get in. He pours out His love upon us. He fills our cups so that we may go forth. And let us go forth with that blessing. Go forth knowing that we are loved by God. I was listening, uh, one of the things I was doing this year, uh, devotions I was doing this year, was a podcast by uh, Sinclair Ferguson. 
uh, Unseen Things. Highly recommend. He just finished it up, but there's a whole year's worth of devotions. And this week, he ended it with saying this. We don't get God's grace by what we try to do. No, it's God's grace that transforms all we do. And so while I I don't do action points, uh, but I do have a part of the blessing here. And what I would encourage everyone here, seek out God's grace. And let your actions be transformed by the grace of the Lord. Meditate on His love. Spend time in prayer. Delight in the presence of God. Take the time. Postpone things. Delay important things. And delight in the presence of the Lord. Be transformed by His grace. Take peace in knowing that you don't have to earn the love that God gives you. Know that that cannot be taken away. So as we head into the new year, as you work on your New Year's resolutions, as you finish celebrating up the time of Christmas, showing love and spending time with people uh, that are in your lives that the Lord has put in your life, go forth with peace and the blessings of our mighty God, our loving and perfect Savior. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I I confess too often I try to earn glory, I try to earn good things, but Lord, you are good. And despite my sinfulness, You are gracious. So that I pray that I and everyone here may find refuge in your love. That we intimately know your great blessings upon your people. In Jesus' name, amen.